Throughout history, free thinkers have outraged the religious with their wacky ideas about the virtues of free speech, reason, and of course, eating babies. Now, God is dying, and it's time to dispose of his remains. From the pits of hell, Satan sends two puppets of the imperialist West and the Zionist Jews against God, Islam, and tiny kittens to bring you their propaganda and conspire for a new world order. This is Secular Jihadists for a Muslim Enlightenment with Ali Rizwi and Armin Navabi. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Secular Jihadist for a Muslim Enlightenment. My name is Ali Rizvi, and with me is Armin Navabi. Armin Navabi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking at people in the live chat to see who we have here, our patrons live and here. Also, and also with us is the CEO. Uh, and are you CEO? And what is your title? Uh, President and CEO. President and CEO. Okay, so that's like that's really. <laughs> <laughs> that's huge okay hey yeah susanna susanna yeah no i'm uh well i'm of atheist republic of atheist republic yeah, so. you didn't, i just said president ceo of the world no just ar <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Of the world yeah ar um Soon, so ar will take over anyways that's yeah exactly ar ali rizvi ar yeah so in any case this is it so welcome so this is like the episode there's a lot of people really upset about this episode, even though we haven't started it like the last Yay! 24 hours. Wait, yeah. how so? How how explain? Elaborate. They just think that the whole premise of the episode is outrageous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, that some of these are the same people who are very very upset about the uh, uh, whole gender of a potato, toy potato. I mean, that's been going on for the. But what do you wait, think? No, let's no, start no, with that? no, no, wait, no, no, no. Let's start with the whole point that, uh, that we don't even need to start this episode anymore because we they just proved that our point. So you're saying they were triggered just by the title of this episode. Uh, yeah. So let, it's done. Let's go. Let's go. We we proved the like we just <laughs> pack up, boys. We're going home. We, <laughs> we proved our point. <laughs> we were, can't even talk about that. We might get canceled. Yeah. We might we get canceled by the anti woke movement. But anyway, yeah. let's talk about seriously. <laughs> It's right. not just about that, okay? So we know that, you know, the anti-woke thing, we've all been there, okay? I mean, Susanna, I think one of the reasons that you're on here is that I think you're going to share, you know, what your journey was and maybe summarize that again, too, for people to, who didn't hear your episode. And for those who haven't, please go back and listen to when Susanna was our guest and we, and we talked about cults and indoctrination. Susanna is ex-Antifa, all right? So we all have... Uh, have had our history and our issues with, you know, I wrote the whole thing about regressive, the regressive left, uh, which is what we used to call the wokeness back then. Mm -hmm. um, Armin has uh, talked about it a lot. He's fought with me on it. You know, we've had uh, entire episodes dedicated to this. So it's not like, you know, we're coming from a place where um, we are super, super woke people or anything like that. Uh, so I, but, I think that, you know, to quote Armin, this is like to Armin's credit, when he gets to a point, he has talked about ex-Muslims being hypocrites at times when, when there are elements of hypocrisy. He's talked about people on his side and he tends to call them out when he feels like they're being irrational. And that's actually one of the very few things that I like about you, Armin. Very well. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Friendship. Yeah. Ended. <laughs> right. 
So, so, so now, now we're seeing this. We saw this whole. We talked about wokeness being a cult here. We talked about it being an illiberal religious ideology, like quasi-religious ideology. But now it seems like the anti-woke movement. This is what I've always called the orgy of overcorrections. Right? <laughs> it is the over. You have of such orgy. a way with words. Oh, thank you, milady. <laughs> no, but it's like it's. Um, it really is. I mean, you have this, uh, you have, for example, all of this uh, Islamic terrorism, and then, you know, you had a, a backlash against it, and they tried to correct for it, and then you had the regressive left. To correct for the regressive left, you had this whole sort of um, uh, anti, uh, the, uh, the, the, the this new conservatism and the alt-right thing, and then Trumpism came out of that. In reaction to Trumpism, you had, you know, this woke movement, which got crazier and crazier and more and more illiberal and became fascist in its own way to the extent that Noam Chomsky had to sign a letter condemning it, okay? And now to correct for that, now we have this anti-woke thing that's becoming just as much of a religion and they are now canceling people and doing dot piles. What what did we call those pylons on on social media and things like that on, on just doing the same thing that they hated on the other side. So... So what is this? Where does this go, Armin Navabi? I mean, it's very interesting because um, l- let's just be clear: when we talk about when we talked about the problems with the woke, we're not talking about the left, okay? And some people criticize us for even referring to it as woke, while they themselves called it woke, woke scold or something else, right? Whatever you want to call it, you know, we have some. There are some forces within the left. Which is crazy, and the and to to give credit to the left, the left recognizes that, like they see it, and they're like, yeah, these people are insane, right? Um, and most of the left is not like that. We always have said that, right? The debate that we had was this fringe group on the left, how much influence and control they have, even though mm-hmm. we recognize that they're a minority in the fringe. The debate between me and Ali was always that. Uh, whether or not they have, even though they're fringe, whether they have a lot of influence or they have a little, little influence, right? It's not that we accuse most of the left of being like that, but I was arguing that they have a lot of influence and that they are, they have gone mainstream, right? And some of the things that a lot of people also on the left recognize, see, seem to recognize with the woke side of the left was they seem a lot like the um, racist and the homophobes uh, and others, like they seem to be focusing on the things um that they're you know a lot of people on the other they're you know the crazies on the right believe in right um which is interesting because now if you look at how crazy the anti-woke has become um they also seem to become a lot closer uh to there's two elements to it right we have the anti-woke forces that seem a lot like uh, they, uh, they have the attributes that we usually associate with the woke side. They get triggered. They want to cancel things. But these are not new. Like it seems like we're suggesting that the anti-woke is something new. Um, these are these were all, these were this was always there, right? If you want to think about it from a left-leaning and right-leaning perspective, we were. If you look at it historically the right was always in favor of cancel culture and getting triggered. We were just not used to it coming from the left, right? But this is mostly a right-wing thing. I mean, when it comes to t- movies that are too 
sexy or video games that are supposed to be um, responsible for apparently all the crimes that need to be canceled. Um, anything that is too LGBT friendly that needs to that triggers the right. Um, and historically, also when it comes to the most oppressive, the most brutal, um, the most aggressive ways of canceling people, not canceling them by throwing them out of like social media, but canceling them by you know putting a few bullets in their head while they're sleeping. Uh, that's mostly like that's mostly a right leaning thing, like historically as well, right? Um, that doesn't mean that we don't get to complain about the woke. Okay, I just want to like say that this whole. Um, a lot of people who jumped on the, like, saw uh, what's happening in this fringe movements that are happening um, in the left, and they saw that, okay, yes, they're fringe, but they seem to be having a lot of influence, and they're calling it out. The people who jumped on the bandwagon, because it became so popular, it kept on growing and growing. And now what, what we're seeing is that um, the people that are jumping on that bandwagon are the people that are actually, the, the, they have those problems that the left is is supposed to fight against, rightfully so. So what we're saying is that the left is responsible for a lot of movements that have made the world a better place, right? Um, gay rights movement, trans rights movements, women rights movements, uh, protection of minorities. Um, these were movements that, the right doesn't have these right under its belt, right? Uh, there's not much in the from right uh, right wing politics uh, that has been contributed to the world that we could be like, oh yes, this is a major achievement. But the left has that. This is why we. The reason why we criticize the left is because we think the left is worth defending, right? Um, I don't see that that much. Um, you know, right. like it's supposed like the rights. Okay, I'll get back to that later, but. The woke was because these were popular movements because they got a lot of popularity. The woke jump on the bandwagon and it was doing overcorrection, and now this overcorrection, correcting that is overcorrection is getting over is being overcorrected by anti-SGWs. But the thing is, is these anti-SGWs are not correcting the woke. They're also correct. They're trying to correct things that shouldn't be corrected. Uh, they are correcting the left. The, the the good the genuine good movements like coming out of the left that's what they're actually trying to correct right so as much as we say like for example people on the woke uh, they they find things that are not racist and they accuse it of being racist they find things that are not transphobic and they accuse it of being transphobic they find things that is not homophobic and they accuse it of being homophobic um, as much as we want to call those things out what the anti-SGW has become is people that are genuinely racist and people that are genuinely homophobic, people that are genuinely transphobic, and they're trying to use this, this us pushing back against this overcorrection as a way to provide a cover for their racism and their transphobia and their homophobia when they get called out to be like, oh, this is just a world coming after me. Like, no, it's not. You're just a goddamn racist. Susanna, you wanted to say something? Well, I disagree. I think there are flavors to it, right? I don't think all of the people who criticize, I, I, there are flavors to it. So I say critical social justice because it's usually what I'm most yeah, critical of is social justice that has a critical theory flavor to it. Um, so I think 
Uh, broadly speaking, I think you're overgeneralizing. I think broadly speaking, there are two camps. There are the people who are trying to, to use your language, correct the left, are people who are just like, have always been conservatives, are conservatives, and they have a broader battle against the left itself. And they're just jumping upon these obvious weak points, these obvious absurdities to push their agenda. There's a lot of that. Let me finish. Um, mm. But then there's also a lot of anti-SGWs. I don't even know if they would characterize themselves using that label who are just, well, before Dave Rubin made it a cringy term, like classical liberals or old school liberals. Like they're not trying to correct the the left or leftism itself like they are they are they're um trying to make a better they're trying to course correct there's a difference right so i don't think you can say that and everyone who criticizes social justice is actually racist and actually pushing for racism there's there's a you, lot you of say that, variety it's it's very heterogeneous who who is is pushing forward this dialogue of criticism about these various ideologies that people are finding to be counterintuitive and I, to touch on something that you said earlier in terms of oh how you know uh, the woke are very similar to the right in many ways i think one of the bro um, broadest similarities is a very puritanical culture and they just come th this 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 puritanism just comes in different forms different flavors like obviously well maybe not so obviously for the right it generally tends to be a religious conservatism for the left it's more of a a, a social purity in a way not to to offend or to be i mean it seems like uh, so overly used but to, to be politically correct you know to not be offensive um so it but it, this 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 incessant demand for purity is what drives forward, I think, the most toxic aspects of those different flavors of Puritanism. Okay, but here's the problem. Here's an, a reason, one reason why the Puritanism coming from the right is a lot more toxic, I think. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to the extreme versions of this Puritanism, um, what the what the far left demands is for you to bend the knee to certain ideas okay and then you would be okay what the puritanism from the right come is there's no bending the knee uh it's if you're 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 a problem because you're black you're a problem because you are gay you're a problem because you're trans like there is no way out um and the correction for that is for you to be removed um you know from society well, right? or accept that i'm a problem or accept that you're a problem like dave rubin you know when he says yes you know like he accepts he's like ben shapiro you didn't want to attend my wedding that's fine so just accept that you I mean, are i mean armin yeah. i think you are talking about like the furthest right yeah i'm talking about the furthest like, right let's like, be not... clear like there are right people who are anti-sjw but they don't they're like no you're a problem you're going i was very specific about saying guys i'm not generalizing i'm being very careful to say the most extreme version of the right-wing puritanism versus the most extreme version of mm -hmm. left-wing puritanism right yeah. so yeah go ahead yeah so i want to say I, I kind of uh, Suzanne, i love what you said about purity okay like that that's i think that that nails it and I, I want to draw an analogy here, okay? So this is something that we did. Armin knows this. I know this. Like, you know, when we started 
writing about Islam like that like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whenever we did, um, and being critical about it, we also eventually started getting a lot of support from a lot of right-winged uh, anti-Muslim bigots, like people who had a problem with Muslims and who were concerned about Muslim immigration, who thought that all Muslims, you know, okay, well, if you're a Muslim, then you're subscribing to it. You know, even if they, they didn't really look at it as that, you know, the people could sometimes just be born in Muslim families and there was an identity aspect to it. They, they wouldn't look at it that way. So they were genuine anti-Muslim bigots. And we, there were times when I wanted to shake off that element, right? Because they were hijacking. I remember I, the one thing that I wrote about a long time ago was I was talking about the difference between criticizing ideas and, and, uh, and you know, demonizing people. And I said something like um, about smoking. I said, smoking, smoking may be a filthy habit, but that doesn't mean that all smokers are filthy people. And I said this to illustrate the whole idea that you shouldn't demonize Muslims. And then I heard that like years later, right? And this is something that I think Majid Nawaz also quoted me on in Islam of the Future of Tolerance. Now, a few years after that, uh, this uh, Tommy Robinson says the same thing. He goes up there and he tweets oh, us, you know, God. smoking and smoking. And I was looking Wait, at this, I was like, Jesus. Tommy Robinson stole your quote? He stole my quote, yeah. So he, he wrote Amazing. that. Like, smoking isn't. So, you know, and, and I, so I looked at it and I thought. I Lauren like, Chen stole my quote. Huh? Lauren Chen stole my quote as well. Yeah, so. that's happened. By the way, we've had loads of quotes stolen. A lot of times I let it go because the people who are stealing it are, are good and I like them. And many times they do credit you. But in this case, what happened was that this was a guy who I completely disagreed with. And I know a lot of people, we, you know, a lot of people do like him and everything. I just don't, I don't agree with him on it. And that's not the kind of thing that I wanted. So I, I think the same thing is happening, what, um, what Armin's talking about right is that there are there is a legitimate criticism of the, the woke and i'm not going to call it the woke left for the same reasons armin talked about i think left is a different thing um just fundamentally different values and now there are loads of people who are kind of piling on who genuinely do hate i mean they just don't they, they don't just have a problem with uh, a legitimate debate about whether trans athletes should be able to compete against uh, they're, you know, biological non-counterparts, right? They're, they're, it's not about that. They genuinely hate the idea that anybody should be trans or anybody should be gay or anybody should be um, any of these different ideas. Well, I mean, that's a can of worms that if I op we open, I'm going to be able to talk about it for one hour. I, um, I do want to talk about how there's this, I think a lot of people misunderstand um, what we're saying, right? So, for example, I'm not, I'm not taking back what I was saying before when it comes to wokeism going mainstream, okay? Because I was very, I, I think what people don't understand is that I, I, I was, cl I clarified that when, when in my discussion, disagreements with Ali before as well. Something going mainstream and something taking over are, are not the same thing, okay? You could still be fringe and you could go mainstream, right? Um, you could still be a, a, a minority, not representing your entire side, um, you know, you could be a small movement, you could be a fraction of everything else. But if you are being represented um, on, you know, mainstream news uh, by Coca-Cola, by Viacom, 
by, you know, government-funded museums, by Disney, okay? That's you going mainstream. Is it taking over? No, okay? I think, uh, um, so these are not a contradiction, right? So most of the left, if you point to this, a lot of the stuff that we point to, and we're like, this is what, I don't know, Coke has done, or this is what this school is like uh, teaching people that, why, you know, you need to end um, being uh, whiteness and whiteness or something Ab like that. White abolition. White abolition, right? And most of the left, you show them this, this stuff, they're like, what the hell is that? Okay. Uh, and they don't like it. And not only, good, it's not even most of the left that doesn't like this. Most of the far left also looks at this and goes, and um, mm -hmm. I, we, me and Susanna, like, for example, a lot follow far, a lot of far lefty. Uh, content creators and they cringe they hate identity politics they and they are they see a difference between and and they think this is they see all of this a problem with capitalism <laughs> right so this yeah. is like a lot of times it like, comes down to corporatism <laughs> yeah so so wokeism going mainstream this is like corporate wokeism versus the far left and the far left does not endorse most of this, right? Well, and they call it, I mean, okay, so there's there's different sides, right? I mean, some of the far left do, some of them don't, some of them push for it, some of them don't. But at the end of the day, yes, it doesn't represent the left. It doesn't represent even most, a lot of the far left, but it has gone mainstream, okay? Um, just because you could see giant corporations pushing for it. And here's the thing, these giant corporations are not even wrong to do so these are for-profit companies and they have done an analysis and they have realized that there's three positions that you could have okay you could either be seen as uh, a company with right-leaning um, views right a company with neutral views and a company with left-leaning views okay they discovered that if you are a company that is associated with right-leaning views you're gonna lose sales if you are either neutral or considered to be left-leaning company, even if some people hate you for being left-leaning, it seems like you don't lose sales, right? So it's a safer bet because you don't, if you're neutral, you might be accused of being right-leaning. The safer bet is just to do some pro-trans, pro-gay, get equity, some hire some people to come. I, it doesn't really matter if it works, okay? The intention is that, like, when they have, like, equity offices and they bring, like, um, diversity training and stuff like that, they intend, like, people, like, their studies that show, like, a lot of these don't work. But it does work if you look at the intention. The intention is don't get sued if something happens because we have can show that we tried our best to stop them. And also... It's safer if you are look like a, you're a left-leaning company. You you know, right-leaning right people getting triggered doesn't seem to translate in losing sales. So if you're if your profit motive, if you're focusing on profit, this seems to be a, a good strategy. This whole idea of go woke, go broke doesn't seem to be backed up by data unless like you could find anecdotes. But go on, Susanna. Well, the thing about um, wokeness being corporate, I mean, or, or that's why far lefties hate it. That's I don't think that's completely accurate so um a lot of this stuff is academic this comes out of academia this comes out of pretty highbrow academic circles and then you know just through the decades it's it's reached our mainstream or yeah mainstream culture but the thing is 
the it's been corporatized it's been it's been diet it's been dietized to be palatable and for a corporate setting and so the a lot of the um, far left criticism comes from these various academics who um are making a fat stack out of this that's so so they are angry at these academics for capitalizing on this um but there was very good criticism that Vosh had recently when talking about this leak from Coca-Cola. So for those you don't know, um, there was a diversity training from Coca-Cola that was leaked um, to Twitter. And um, I believe it was actually technically like extra materials that you didn't weren't necessarily required. But Anyways, so what it was was some slideshows from Robin D'Angelo, the author of White Fragility, which is like a giant book of a Kafka trap. Um, so, uh, um, and she is like enemy number one for both sides of the woke criticism. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, mostly because she's a white woman who's the highest paid person in terms of teaching people about how to not be racist. Um, so she's been canceled herself. Um, and and the Kafka trap that is a big thing. Like the yeah. entire book, you're. Do you, I mean, you just went by that, but it is a Kafka trap, and and you know, so you guys can Google what Kafka trap is. Yes, yeah, so it basically that. means that her claims are unfalsifiable. Um, because she's constructed it in a way that if you object to it, you are actually proving her point further. So there is no way that you can properly object without her double someone with her mindset through her yeah, lens. Too much detail right mind. now on that. Okay, anyway, so what this Coke slide was was it contained language like um be less white and characteristics of whiteness, which was um like productivity or um, like entitlement, it, all sorts of things. And Vosh had a very good criticism of it, which I think is completely fair, um, which is, you know, these are academic ideas. Whiteness within constructed within this lens of academic literature, it is, it's an institution. It's, it's not individual. But the, the main problem with this PowerPoint slide was that it was telling individuals to be less white when they are talking about the construction of an identity. And so that I think that was a very good criticism. But I have a problem very with that. Lefty. I, okay, so I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, if you look at like lefty content creators, uh, they don't like Robin D'Angelo, which is number one used in corporate America um, or uh, academia or whatever. She's the number one. Number two is Ibram X. Candy. They don't like him either, okay? Uh, it, like they, they think like this is basically they're anti-capitalist. So they think like this is all capitalism going woke, which is ridiculous. Uh, so they don't like this either. But I mean, I don't agree with this as from an academic perspective. I think this language wouldn't be tolerated uh, if it was. They're like, oh, this is not for the layman. Like um, uh, they're thinking like, of course, the white person, the average white person is justified to think that this is racism against them. If you say uh, cancel white, cancel whiteness. What is it? What do no, they say? Be, be less white. Be less white, right? Which so, would be like, completely unacceptable if that was in a corporate slideshow, literally regarding any other ethnicity. Yeah, but this is we're, this is not us saying this. This is also the far lefty content creators are saying this is like insane. You shouldn't have that. But I, they say, but they say 
this is only makes sense to have it in academia. But I mean, to be fair, in like even in academia, if you had that uh, be less black and you were talking about black culture, for example, and instead of saying, you know, if, if you want to say there's problems with black culture and you say like, oh, we need to be less black. I mean, even if that was in academia, people would be like, what the hell? Why are academics talking about this like this, right? So even academia, this should, this shouldn't, this language shouldn't be like. I mean, if your language, like a lot of people, are, for example, are saying like toxic masculinity, right? If you actually look at what it's about, you can see like, okay, it's not as bad as it sounds. Okay, it is legitimately talking about things that are real issue. Okay, but the label is bad. The label is bad, whether it's being used in mainstream. Uh, or whether it's being used in academia, it just doesn't sound right. You just it's come like up, you know. defund the police. Like it's the same right. thing. It's like, like a, a perfectly a legitimate topic to talk about and debate. You know, whatever side of it. Terrible marketing. Messaging is really important. I've if there's one thing I've learned in the last four years with the Trump thing is messaging is really important. And one of the things that I remember when Sam Harris used to say, "Listen, if you're presented with reason." You are helpless. You just have to accept what you have because there's no that nobody you can't you can't speak in the face of reason. And we, we know that that's not true now. We know that what it means it's like emotions trump reason all the time. Storytelling and messaging trumps it all the time. And you just have to have better messaging. You just have to. When you say build the wall, that means build the wall. When you're saying drill baby drill, that means drill baby drill. That those are. Even though they're, even if you we completely oppose those messages, they that is effective and good messaging. It means what it says. Yes, and, and this is one of the biggest downfalls of the left, I think. But I have a question for Ali. Hmm. So, <laughs> because uh, me and Armin are both in Twitter jail, <laughs> yeah. um, I haven't been able to keep up as much. So you're you're a little bit more tapped in to things socially. So what do you think is the, has been the one of the juiciest anti-woke outrages you've seen recently and let's dig into that a little bit the juiciest you mean okay so i, I you have to understand like my you were talking social... about mr potato head i don't know what this is no you, yo, you don't know about this okay so no. like, oh my oh, god you don't so know about no, i get to talk about this yet so 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 i'm not that tapped into the social thing i look at most of it as entertainment i really don't take um twitter that seriously because a lot of it a lot of twitter this is another thing a lot of Twitter is uh, people talking about other people reacting. Like, I can't believe people are upset about this. I can't believe guys. Can we just about tell? But I have a lot to say. Can you get to the point of? What yeah, I'm trying thing. to get to the point. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, so what happened here is uh, basically the toy. You know, Mr. Potato Head um, has been. Uh, they have decided to just go with Potato Head. Now this toy is just going to be called Potato Head. They're removing the Mr. Now they do have a Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, the package that still Hasbro did clarify that, that we still have those two, but there will be a Potato sure. Head. The main nucleus toy, the main toy that was there is just going to be Potato Head. And um, it's an agender potato. Yeah. And there is, there is a, it's a, it's a potato. All potatoes. It's a potato. potato. Okay, guys. Yeah. Okay, as okay, so a lot of right-leaning people are now coming out and they're like, Oh my god, you guys have gone insane. This is the end of the Western no. society, everything. Okay, so even if this is ridiculous, okay, even if this is ridiculous, and we have other examples as well, right? We have Disney firing 
one of the most um you know popular uh actresses um i forgot her name from oh, because very popular it's like no, a, I, I, I forgot. what was her name? I can't remember. Well, he can't well, remember. Yeah, I mean, still popular. I don't know celebrities that well. Still, she's still very popular. I, I, yeah. Uh, well, just yeah, because I don't know them doesn't make them. Just, just because I don't know their name doesn't make them not popular. Um. So because she said because of her conservative views, I, conservative views that most conservatives believe in. So as average, you know, she she's been fired. So we have Coke. Coming out with this leak, we see that they want, they're telling their employees to be less white. Uh, we have more and more stuff coming from schools, um, showing kids, uh, teaching kids about, um, you know, how the eight white identities. The eight white identities. That was one school in New York, to be clear. That was okay. Yeah, no, that's that's the point I'm trying to get to. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, you have this Mr. Potato Head apparently. Trump making him just potato. I don't know what is. How do you say it? Just uh, potato head. Just potato head. I guess. All right. Uh, I right and these are this in the and, Persian okay. accent. It's beautiful. Like and potato hold on. Let me, let me please let me make my point right now. God, God potato. damn it. Potato. Yeah, go on. Can you can you guys meet yourself? So, uh, no, no, go on. I won't say anything. I won't interrupt you. Go ahead. Um. These are. These are anecdotes. Okay, uh, these are anecdotes, and what you guys don't, what people don't take into account is like as ridiculous these are. The reaction that the right has to these are even more ridiculous than the actual events. Okay, because um, they constantly get triggered over all of this, right? And these are the the good thing about following right leaning uh, content creator is that you know whenever these happen, okay, they will find it, they will find it, and they will talk about it, right? So everything that we know, every single example of these Wokistani people going extreme, it's been hunted down and covered and made fun of. So everything that is happening, you're seeing, okay. So as much as this means that it has gone mainstream, because we could talk about Viacom, Coca-Cola, right? To me, that's also an indication that that's it. That's all that it, that it that's all that there is. Because when it comes to um the left, um, when it comes to the right being this doing the same things, it's constant. Okay. When it comes to People being ostracized for being gay, for being trans, people um, canceling you or demonizing you by your own family members because you are uh, anti-Trump. Uh, when it comes to sex negativity and the constant shaming and demonization, the constant that is so constantly there that if you want to each one of these anecdotes and highlight it the same way that we're highlighting the world going crazy, then it will be nonstop. It will be nonstop there. It's just so much. It's just accepted. Like what we are, what we are trying to avoid, like when we say the Wokies are going, are starting to go mainstream, you have to put that in contrast to the influence that Christianity has over politics in United States, for example. Right, the constant presence of that. Okay, 
um that is that is so so much the 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 in every goddamn church for example the things that they're teaching the things that they're telling children like we're like we're looking at like me and Susanna for example Ali we're looking at Cartoon Network right we're looking at Cartoon Network and we we watched something about anti-racism on, on Cartoon Network that was we thought that was insane that we thought like okay this is not good this is wokeism gone too far okay however that is one thing that was found and highlighted rightfully so in contrast to the constant christian brainwashing on children on sunday schools every day all the time like every week all the time every like all the christian schools all the catholic schools all of that out there right so I'm not saying don't point this out. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not going mainstream because this is cartoon freaking network. Okay, it is going mainstream, yeah. but that's compared to something that is already not just mainstream. It's all over, right? Well, They're I mean, brainwashing well, our children by churches and mosques and synagogues and any everything is is accepted and it's it's so common that you don't even point it out anymore because everybody accept, accept, accepts that, that it's there. But go on now. Th that's, that's the difference. I mean, it's, it's talking when we're talking about mainstream, things going mainstream, you know, what does that mean and what exactly are we talking about? I mean, when we talk about universities censoring lecturers, lecturers, right? Like, oh, you know, I can't come. I'm, you know, Richard Spencer can't speak at Berkeley or, you know, Ben Shapiro can't speak at Berkeley. Well, you know, try to get a gay rights activists to go to Bob Jones University or Liberty University or any of these sort of like conservative leaning universities That's that they've different, set up. Though. Those are private universities. Sure. They're, but still, like, I think that that's a, this idea that, that, that if there is anything sort of conservative leaning, uh, the idea that the left is censoring conservative speech and the conservatives are for free speech, right? Private or public university, right? If you are conservative and you're saying that, you know, I'm for free speech, and you are not allowing speakers, and they don't. They don't allow speakers. They have a much, much um, lower threshold, right, for for getting rid of certain speakers they don't they don't agree with. Um, then, it, I mean, this is just something that has been so common and so in place for so many years that we don't even notice that Armin's absolutely right about that. Um, the other thing I want to say, Susanna, and you know, before you talk, is this that um, it, right now. Right, the the woke side of even if you look at the elections and the way things happened, mainstream liberals rejected the woke side of things. They rejected things that even were even woke adjacent, like at the AOC's campaigning and all that stuff. You know, the, the 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 sort of really really leftist stuff and the Bernie Sanders side of things was soundly resoundingly beaten in the primaries. Right? There were states where Biden got like every county, every single county of the state. And Bernie didn't win a single one. Um, this happened in, I mean, he beat, he didn't even campaign in Massachusetts and he won the whole state, even though Elizabeth Warren was from there. And so there was a, 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 the mainstream liberals have rejected this. Okay, how the Harper's letter was signed by, by Noam Chomsky. I mean, that's, that's a really, really big thing because, you know, now Noam Chomsky is considered too centrist. So th there's, I mean, there are a lot of, on the other hand, when you look at the um, the conservatives, not only do you have Trump in the White House, but you still have people, like remember when Colin Kaepernick got down on his knee 
because he wanted to uh, protest the uh, the national anthem. Uh, he pro wanted to protest uh, because of systemic racism. He no, got technically down on police knee. brutality. Police brutality and, you know, yeah. So technically police brutality. He wanted to protest it. He got down on a knee, right? And Nike supported him and everybody thought this was like this just woke outrage that this guy, everybody's lifting him up. The corporations have sold out to the woke mob and all this stuff. The guy got down on one knee. That's it. That's all he did. And then you have these capital riots and your Ted Cruz's and a significant part of mainstream, the mainstream Republican Party that until very recently had the presidency had won 75 million presidential votes and has a majority in the Supreme Court. These people, you know, they still think that this is that this was okay. This is just, you know, the guy, he shouldn't have done this. It was a bad thing. Slap on the wrist. Right? And that, that's what we mean by, and Armin's right, you know, to, to talk about something being mainstream and to talk yeah. about something actually taking over, right, is much worse. And on the, on the far right, they have taken over. They've overrun the mainstream. It's beyond just going mainstream. They've overrun it. Okay? Well, that, I mean, they, I mean in terms of control they have of the Republican Party, like 29% of Republicans as polled in January, as polled in January, 29% of Republicans believe QAnon is real. Well, yeah, I mean, you know. That's not like a split up percentages of Republicans. That's 20, almost 30% of yeah, republicans is, across the board believe q on it's like it's 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 a huge movement within that side of the aisle that party it's huge i mean i will quickly disagree with armin that it, it, every instance is highlighted in that um i think that because like i haven't seen anything about what the stuff that's going on at my institution right and there is stuff going on in my institution you know so it's not every in instance and i know armin didn't mean it that absolutely um but I think what it is, is that it picks up so much steam and people get so quote unquote triggered by it because they, it reflects stuff that goes on in their life or their workplace that they don't feel like they can talk about, that they don't feel like they can push back against themselves. And so when they see instances of it in other places, it picks up steam because it's something that they can collect around. Say, I feel this way too. I feel outraged too. But in my life, I can't talk about it. I can't push back because I'll get fired. I'll, I'll, I'll face consequences in my workplace, blah, blah, blah. So that's part of the reason why I think it picks up so much steam is because of people's own felt powerlessness as an individual in their isolated situation. All right, I, I need to go through four things really uh, quick. Uh, first of all, um, I, I agree, uh, Susanna pointing out that like how much support like uh, QAnon has on the right and how much, how many people on the right also think that the election was stolen and crap like that shows that the, uh, the crazies on their right are a higher percentage of the right than the crazies on the left, okay? So, you know, that's one thing. Um, also, when it comes to Ali mentioning that uh, the right being for free speech. Again, the only reason why the right right now seems uh, pretends to be for free speech is because they don't control uh, cu culture. This whole idea of facts, 
don't care about your feelings are is a losing game because the facts are that feelings matter and if you uh, the right has been ignoring uh, control over you know arts and culture and stuff and now they're noticing how far behind they are at, at, at their presence in all these areas and now they're crying about why they're not there well because you said like facts don't care about your feelings um well now you don't have influence so but it, and that, they get to see how it feels for their speech to be controlled but don't be fooled if they were in charge of culture they would be censoring uh, things a lot more aggressively than the left ever would. Um, I don't think, like, to criticize Ali a little bit, I, um, I don't think it's fair to say, like, when you say, like, Bernie Sanders was defeated, I don't think Bernie Sanders represents the uh, cultural left. I think he represents the economic left. So him being defeated is not, I don't think, any indication of... I mean, I do think that the left is... Uh, mostly anti-wokeism, but I don't think that Biden winning over um, Bernie represent that. I, I, I don't think Bernie was... I do think that Bernie said a few wokey things, but overall he stayed away from it. It was one really cringy thing that well, he he'll, said. He'll carry but, water for it, too. Uh, yeah, we're talking about... He but no, let me finish. The, let, me, you know, let me finish my fourth yeah, point, yeah, yeah. and then you guys could say. Um, also, um, oh, what is okay? Yes, so... Um, I also want to point to, to, to the fact when it comes to uh, freedom of expression, uh, the mainstream right is worse than the woke left, right? So I'm not even comparing mainstream right with mainstream left. I'm, if, even if you compare just the average right-leaning people, not, not far right, the average right-leaning, the level of censorship that they would be for is worse than the most fringe craziest like what do the i'm not talking about leftist people i'm talking about far left people what do they want they want you to like lose all your platforms never give it be given if you're not not on their side you can't ostracized. speak at this university ostracized don't be invited anywhere blah 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 blah. okay and that's not the left that's the far left okay average right-leaning people support like think like a lot of people on the right right support trump for saying yes let's Let's make flag burning illegal. Let's make flag like in direct opposition to their own to the constitution that they say that they pretend to defend. Oh, let's use libel laws against um, journalists that we don't like. Oh yeah, let's roughen up like oh yeah, let's support Trump who says like oh roughen up people who are uh, who don't you know violent. Oh yeah, just average throw around using language that suggests that we are okay with using violence against people that are ideologically opposed to us, right? And yeah, we keep supporting the guy. Um, this, this is not like, this is mainstream Republicans, okay? And even if half of them believe this stuff, agree with this stuff, you don't have this. You don't have this even in the wokey left, okay? Um, I mean, even among the woke left, they don't say like, oh yeah, let's like, uh, punch people like that's okay, not so true. No, half half. It's half half. Okay, so we do have like punching Nazis. Good night, good night, far right stuff like that. Okay, but that's like half of the far left, not half of the left. Okay, but mm. we have half of mainstream right supporting somebody that says you know roughing up like ban flag burning, use libel laws against journalists, 
uh, and roughen up the people who uh, who are here to protest against me. Okay, so it's 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 at a completely different scale. Like this is, uh, and again, this is without them having. Imagine if these people had the same control that the left has over media, over Cartoon Network, Disney, universities. I'm I'm telling you, I'm almost certain that if these institutions were run by right-leaning people. Right now, they're mostly influenced by left-leaning people. It would have been, like, forget gender studies. Just, like, suggesting <laughs> to people, like, I, I'm pretty sure in universities, it would be, like, not allowed for you to even suggest that uh, gayness is a thing. Like, you have to, like, like, it would be part of the curriculum to to show that being trans is, like, a um, it's, abom it's an abomination. Like that would be part of the university curriculum or something like that. Biblical, yeah. Ev evolution would be like family you know, values. Family values. Evolution would be challenged. Like all of this would be like global warming would be thought to be as a hoax or something like that. It would be by far as much as problem as all the problems that you have right now with left controlling universities. It would be by far worse if the right was controlling universities. Right yeah. Now. Ali, go ahead. No, I was saying that this is, these are exactly the points that I was trying to make in our uh, episode with Obed, right? In addition to some other ones that we disagreed on. But I, I actually don't think even in that Armin and I specifically disagreed all that much as much as uh, Obed disagreed with, with uh, you know, what, what I was saying at least. Mm -hmm. But I mean, th this is a thing and it's, it's turning around. I mean, one of the big things uh, that's happening right now is uh, there's, you know, uh, that book, Cynical Theories, which actually is a really good book. By right? James Lindsay and Helen Pluckrose. By James Lindsay and Helen Pluckrose. And, and, you know, so James and Helen are on sort of different sides of this. James went and... I, I read it. I think yeah. it's a bit, like, too alarmist. I think it brings up some good points. Every chapter starts with, like, some good points. And at the end of it seems like, oh, the they're going to take they're taking over. <laughs> I think that they have a very specific lens within living within academia. And if you're in academia, it's a whole different fever pitch. It is. And I think I think that's fair. In academia, right, right. it's on a totally different no, but, level. Uh, so and so every I, I chapter actually, is like it's coming out of academia and it's yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, let, hide let your kids, summarize. hide your wives. <laughs> I, I wanna kind of, <laughs> I wanna I wanna say like so Armin's kind of right about this because a lot of what it is is they talk about this, you know, critical theory, and there's a the, the foundational elements of it, the history of where it started, and you know the problems with it, and how it's like entering into academia, and there's like legitimate professors and everything that are subscribing to this stuff, okay. But then looking at everything through that lens, you know how the the main criticism of theirs is that that people who are anti-racist or the woke people look at everything through the lens of race. Well, the people who are anti-critical theory look at everything through the lens of critical theory. It's right. a single issue, and it seems like they are completely like that is a filter through which they're looking at everything. And that's also another, and it's kind of interesting because this is I think January fourth, so I have this tweet. You know, so James Lindsay uh, had tweeted, uh, "quote Best thing you can do for your company in 2021." is fire all the woke people and dissolve all diversity and inclusion committees, end quote. Fire all the woke people? I am, yeah, so Holy I- Holy crap, man. So this I kind of tongue-in-cheek sort of uh, responded to it and I put in quotes, Cancel. I was like, oh, fire people for what they believe because we shouldn't be firing people for what they believe. 
I mean, that's basically wow, you know, what amazing, he's just going to say. Amazing. Um, yeah. Wait, did he hit you on the replies? Yeah, he said that it was a straw man, and then everybody told him that it wasn't. And <laughs> everybody told him it was a joke. He, was a I'm going to admit something about critical theory once I actually studied it. That even from that, even when I was reading that book, which is supposed to be anti-critical theory, when I was like reading it, I'm like, you know what? There's some good points here. <laughs> no, because I, I, there's some good point. I mean, I feel like you know what? Like these people were like, I mean, not all of it. I thought it was good points, but I was like. This is like it's worth considering that perspective, yes, it's, and maybe like maybe like at the maybe like in academia, this stuff is interesting and useful as a way to look at things. Maybe it's just like average people using it, it just goes wrong. You know what I mean? Well, that's like, what I was gonna say. Like, right. I I so even James Lindsay will will say that there are things that critical theorists like get right. Or they have good points, or that they right, right, they right. have he a perspective it. on things that do a better job at addressing things than say like classical liberal perspective could. I've heard him say that. So right. I in I I would have agreements. You know, again, a critical theory is a lens or a tool, but um, I there are problems. A lot of problem comes with the application. Yeah, but to be fair, I'm not saying everything. I like like there are a lot of things that it's just beyond reasonable, even when it comes to. Um, application, you know what I mean? Like there are some element, there are some writers there that seem to be like, oh yeah, objective reality is not a thing. Like that also doesn't exist there. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not endorsing everything in there. But there, just because there are many things there that I don't like, that doesn't mean there weren't like some good points. You know, I might. Yeah, well, a- well, this is the reason I love you, Armin. And I knew that when as soon as I said that, he would uh, allow me to interrupt. I mean, that's one thing that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So no, no, but, but this really is, and I, I mean this genuinely, is that you're right. Like you know, you read the book, and there are legitimate points, even if you. And it's the same thing. It's like you know, when people talk about Marxism, like Marxism was this evil thing. Like you read about Marxism, you read about the history of Marxism, why it started up. You know, there were some good foundational ideas there. Now, did it work? Did it jive with human nature? Did it get corrupted later on? Did it eventually go awry? Yes, in in a lot of ways, it did. But there are some basic elements, and there's some foundational elements of Marxism that we still have in our societies today. Right. right? And, it, and it, Marx- it's like that with all of these ideologies. This is how you don't think, you don't think tribally, but go ahead. No, I, we studied Marx in university and in, in sociology. Um, and, I, and, and he didn't think everything that he's wrong about, it, it came to us with, hindsight and data that he didn't have (laughs) like he uh, you know what i mean like the guy was a genius to be fair and he was wrong about a lot like how things work in the real world economically right but we got that because years of data after from years of data after he died like it's easy to it's easy for us to be like oh marx was wrong and because we 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 see the evidence they they, you know go on well, but we have I to ask your questions after this. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms, just to kind of circle back, in terms of like, has anti wokeness gone too far? Or as I subtitled the video, when keeping it real goes wrong. Um, <laughs> so I think um, my friend Nick said on Twitter, and uh, he's actually a patron of the show. So if you're listening, Nick, hi. Um, they Hello, were, Nick. he was like talking on Twitter to someone I can't remember about like James Lindsay basically devolving into various conspiracy theories like publicly. And, um, 
he basically said like this is one of the things that happens when you are defined by what you fight against but not by what you fight for so i think this ties back to ollie's point about being it, it certain individuals or figures being single issue like in in its it, it can be reactionary it's not an active stance it's like okay so this is what you're against but what are you um what are, what are you proactively bringing to the table right and i thought that was a very good point one of the ways that i see people go wrong in this criticism of many legitimate ways of ideas and ideologies that are absurd and harmful you know is that they are defined by fighting against it they're not necessarily proactively offering something in its stead they're not they don't necessarily have something that they fight for and i mean quick plug this is why i like our work at atheist republic because we are we are very clear about what we fight for being you as you guys as well enlightenment values you know that that the name is name of this show yeah that's what drives us you know it's not that we are just defined in reaction to something it's actually we're taking up this fight in defense of something and in promotion of something better all right we need yeah. to go through the questions really fast yes let's okay. go through the questions well first okay. thing this isn't okay wait okay never mind go ahead shuvo das is saying would you consider the capitol building attack an anti-woke movement if so then not only has anti-wokeness gone too far it's a threat to peaceful democracy I no, not like really anti-work. That's no, I, that I, was I, crazier than anti-work. I would as say as, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. As bad. Okay. So anti-work has gone too far, but that movement is something even <laughs> a lot more toxic than just the anti-work movement. That is like full on. A break from reality. Yeah. Yeah. Not it, a, it, these are the people who are a good example of what Armin was talking about. It was like the people who have kind of hijacked the anti-legitimate anti-work, uh, you know, uh, no, critics. I think, yeah. To, I think to, it's to separate. In. I mean, yeah, it, it's QAnon. It's it's, and when I say it's a break from reality, I don't mean postmodernists who object to the idea of an objective reality. I yeah. mean that they have devolved into conspiracy. That there's like a five D. The JFK Jr. is going to come from the future and save us. Like right, that level. radical left. Okay, so so, so let me let me put this in perspective. These people are not the anti-work people, but these people are the reasons why the anti-work people don't understand that the right ha right has a bigger problem, right? So that That's they it. are not. It's so anti-work need to realize that as bad as the as bad as the work people are on the left, the right has a bigger problem, which is the, these people. So that's that's how they are different. Um, okay, so I think Jeremy agrees with me. Jeremy, you want to read this? Yeah, so Jeremy's saying I don't think the comparison of Bernie versus Biden to woke versus anti-woke is fair. There's a lot of Biden woke people and anti woke Bernie people and Bernie campaign mostly on economic stuff. I'm glad yes. you said this. I'm glad you said this because I want I was going to respond to Armin on that. That I I, I do think yeah that's right. Bernie um, did campaign mostly on economic stuff that has been his focus. But when there is an association of voters in general, like people who are uh, who do lean towards the whole woke side, Bernie right. did cater to them and he did try to get that demographic. And they largely went for Bernie. So there's an association there. And I'm not saying that Bernie himself is Bernie's actually very anti identity politics. Well, he did say one thing, but let's be fair to him. That was the only thing that he said that seemed like very wokey. And I think he never he never apologized for it, but I think he regretted it. And there's no excuse for it because people say you're taking it out of context. No, I'm not taking it out of context. Bernie said white people don't know how it feels to be poor. 
and there's no excuse for saying something like that. And he did say that, but that's the only most of mostly yeah. he didn't do anything like that. That I was mean, the only he, he got backlash from the woke movement for putting up a Joe Rogan endorsement. No, yeah, no, backlash. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm saying that I don't think Bernie represents wokeism. That was, but that's the one thing that he said that was absolutely insane. Yeah. And just because, but everybody makes mistakes. As but, well. but he did cater to that demographic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Rational Guard is saying, I think wokeism's power is its infiltration of our way of thinking as individuals, as well as society and institutions. That is a valid use of the term mainstream. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's okay. I, I think that applies to, uh, to a lot of things. I think this is one idea. The wokeism thing is something that's in there. You know, the, 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 or, yeah, the radical conservatism, neoconservative, that's one thing that's in there. I mean, this is what happens at, at, at a lot of places. Right, and you push back against it. Can I? Can I, I need to say one thing in response to this because we always talk about this. this is James Lindsay types that like they keep on going on and on about how this is a threat and it's going to be terrible and there's nothing we can do about it. If you want to do something about it, if you don't like these things, join join the the DEI, the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion committees in your thing. Especially if you're a person of color who doesn't like this stuff, like myself. Mm -hmm. I am in 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 this committee and in, in my company, right? Exposed, <laughs> exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, guys, you need to when you're reading these comments because people, some people are listening to this on a podcast. You need to say that some the rational guard is saying because then the podcast people are going to get confused. Why is Ali saying this, right? Oh, so okay. yeah, so make sure you say the rational guard. Yeah, this is, is what saying. the rational guard said. You know the right. comment that I read. So, so the thing is, you go, go and join these committees and then make your voice known. If you're a woman, if you're into, almost everybody has something they can claim to be underprivileged about, right? Um, All right, guys, we have so many questions. Well, I, yeah, I know, but this is important because while we're actually talking about what to do about it, because nobody talks about what to do about it, there's something that you can do. You can provide a counter narrative. You can get on these committees. You can talk about how as a... Um, yeah, I'm a person of color. I come from the Muslim community. Everybody thinks I'm going to be like not drinking alcohol, but I do because I don't believe in this stuff. There is diversity within communities, just that is, as there is diversity between communities. Mm -hmm. You can make simple statements like that as a person of color, and they have to listen to you because you're a person of color. Right? <laughs> okay. They have to. So no. do it. Get into these communities. Like, do something about it. Okay, okay. I'm not going to answer because Ellie took all the time to answer that one. Uh, Jim King, think. Do you think part of the part of it more? What? Part, of it, part more? of it is more about populism, more it than is right than oh. So is 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 this problem more about populism more than right versus left? The anti woke feel like they are pushing back on the elite academic types. Example: someone like James Lindsay. I do think there is a flavor of that. There's a big flavor of that of it and um and it, that criticism is not just from people like tim pool who are like right-wing populists like john mcwarder is releasing chapters of his new book called the elect and it's themed around like you know these people who act like they they are these elect few with this like you know precious knowledge or they these um or as if like self-appointed experts or who 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 has been elected into this group of you know perfect knowledge it's very i still need I, to get into that it's really interesting that book. i don't i don't i do think it's a, a, a little bit right i do think by very the very nature of uh progressivism versus conservatism conservatism because it's me it means to conserve it will be naturally more on the side of censorship 
cancel culture, um, stifling this, uh, you know, stifling dissent, authority, right? Because it's trying to conserve and progress. Anything on the left is trying to change, so it is going to be on average more on the side of dissent, more on the side of rebellion, more on the side of change. Um, so as much as you can, you can see like wokeism uh, acting like sensorial and all of that. The, by the very nature of these movements, I think you're going to see more of it coming from the right. Um, <clears throat> so this is a short answer for me. Joshua is saying, are you familiar with the critiques of identity politics and wokeness from Marxists like Sal no, Sal South? Woods is that, yeah, no, mean, I don't know. No, I'm not either. I'm very no. familiar with other Marxist critiques of this. Like mm -hmm. I uh, talked to uh, uh, Marxist soccer a lot. Well, now he's on Twitter, Pedro uh, en Espanol, if you want to go look up his handle. Um, and oh. it's very interesting. Like, I actually love, like, anti-identity politics Marxists. They're so much fun to talk to. Because they're very different economically, but we don't understand. Oh, my gosh. Ghostman was wrong. My answer is, so Ghostman is saying, I bet you anything that next question Armin is going to go out on a five-minute rant. Nope. My answer was no. <laughs> <laughs> Short answer. Uh, where were we? I lost my spot. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. From Robert. Hi, Robert. Uh, saying, pointing out woke ideas permeating mainstream culture is like a fish pointing to the water in which it's swimming. Other fish either don't see it or say, so what? Mainstream culture always moves. I think that's a very good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. um, Josh. Guys, sorry. Sorry if we're not highlighting that many comments. Dolly I, has. I, 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 can I say something about the Robert Hamilton comment? Like, I, I really like that. I think a lot of this stuff, a lot of like, for example, what Douglas Murray says about culture wars is just it just feels like you know the uh, old people saying old oh, kids these days, which is a just an age old generational conflict. You know, I'm not saying all of it's like that, but a lot of it is. It's just kids thinking, doing different things, experimenting, rebelling against. The elders. It's just that the old uh, people now just have uh, Twitter accounts, right? So, so all your old sort of disgruntled uncles essentially just have Twitter accounts, and, and a lot of this is just a generational gap that happens from in every generation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Joshua is saying, "What do you think about attempts by congressional Democrats to pressure cable companies to stop airing channels that promote right-wing disinformation?" interesting oh. well here's the thing i think like um after the riots um it would be insane to think that democrats are not going to try to take advantage of that political capital as much as they can of course mm -hmm. they will i'm not excusing it but they will and you can see that every every side uses this like i don't know like if there's an attack people the fear the hate is going to against the people who did that is going to be something that the other side is going to be, people know that this, this short-term memory, we have to like, we have to get as much, like people are really angry right now. There's, we have to like get the return on our investment as much as we can, everything. Like same thing happens on the other side as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. The, there's some historical context on this. This has happened forever. I mean, I remember when I grew up on, uh, you know, hip hop and heavy metal rock music, and the PMRC was there, and Congress, Congress was trying to get them to put like parent, uh, you know, advisory stickers on all the albums which they succeeded with. And so, I mean, this kind of thing has happened um, uh, pretty much all the time. But right now, I think they're talking about OAN and they're talking about Newsmax, mm -hmm. and 
all of their stuff about the, how the election was stolen and they don't want that disinformation out there because it's harmful. But you know what's been more effective than congressional Democrats pressuring them? Dominion, like the voting machines people. <laughs> they sued them. They sued them. And they Coming had to, to hit throw. you with the book. <laughs> and they had to throw, you know the Mr. Pillow guy, Mike yeah. Lindell? Yeah. Like Newsmax had to throw him off um, yeah, the channel. That. Right? You probably saw that clip. And I'm pretty sure he's fucking the pillows. Like, you know. He's <laughs> anyway, he's a, so they had to throw him off, right? Because they are afraid of the lawsuit. And there you go. That's way more powerful than congressional Democrats trying to pressure anybody to do anything. The rational okay. guard. Oh, this is for me. In other words, use your POC privilege, Ali, the person of color. The biggest privilege in the 21st century is a sense of perpetual victimhood. If you feel like you're victimized, there's an oppression Olympics. The more oppressed you are, the more privileged you are on social media. And self-pity is the most malignant form of narcissism. Yeah, that. Ali was joking when he said that. Uh, so no, I actually... Yeah. He's no, 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 I, I was actually serious. It's like they, they will use it to your advantage. Use yeah. it. But Guilt. you just criticize vic victimhood as malignant and whatever, I, and now you're saying use it. it. Yeah, yeah, you use it. Because, I mean, the thing is, in these committees, if someone is sitting there trying to paint all of all people of color, people of color, you can say, as a, listen, as a person of color, as a brown guy, I have an advantage if I want to apply for an IT job. And I don't have a history of 400 years of slavery. And colonialism really wasn't bad as, you know, what this black person sitting next to me went through. I mean, those are things that you can say, that all putting all people of color in one, you know, people of color is... Actually you're gonna get kicked out of the equity office. Uh, no, 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 you're not because you're a person of color. They can't. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> they can't do that to him. He's an immigrant. <laughs> I'm an immigrant. I'm a person of right. color. I'm Muslim. I'm like I've got. I am oppressed. I expose Hindutva. <laughs> we're right. The Hindutva were correct. You're yes, Muslim. Once a Muslim, always a Muslim. It's like I might as well be a fat, hairy, flat-chested woman. I mean, that's how it is. Like that's how that's what my status. Actually, I think I am. Okay, guys, we, uh, we, we just two more questions. I'm just gonna focus not on the okay, comments Mary. anymore. Just the questions only, not the comments. Sorry, guys. Um, Shuvo is saying. Are the woke and anti-woke groups a new phenomena, or do you think there has always been versions of woke versus anti-woke groups in the American global political zeitgeist? I think we've already talked about this, and I think we've all yeah. there's always been a different some form of this happening. Uh, some form of this, but the woke is a bit of a new monster. Uh, it's weird. It's like well, yeah, I think the, the rise has been whenever you have an extreme sort of uh, authority, like when you had the Trump government, then the woke thing became more. Yeah. It, 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 it extremes legitimize extremes. Well, okay, so it depends on what you mean new. So every time there's a popular movement, some people are going to jump on that and they're going to um, misuse it and take advantage of it. So that has been happening forever. Um, but I mean, it's specific though, like woke versus anti woke. I think of it, it gives me a, a puritanical flavor, right? So, in, especially in American history, there's been a lot of cultural movements that have a puritanical flavor like the red scare you know like or witch trials literally <laughs> you know mm -hmm. right um actually this leads to the final question very well um shuvo is saying is hindutva anti-book hindutva is the best example of use uh, of seeing what happens when the right wing is in more control yeah um you want to see cancel culture under a right-wing government just look at hindutva but are um, they woke 
they are anti they are anti-work and they're anti-muslim as well i mean you can see how um people like try to hendritva has been using anti-work narratives uh anti um you know anti-islam narratives like they jump on they used to jump on these like what we what we have noticed from a lot of right-leaning people in the West to jump on our bandwagons when we criticize Islam or when we criticize the woke and be like, why are you get off our bandwagon? Like you guys don't belong here, right? Uh, we noticed that a hundred times, a thousand times more, and uh, and in, in, in from Hindutva, like this is basically the same thing. So technically, yes, but go ahead. I don't th I don't think that they are anti-woke i think they're just yeah. right wingers like they do i i will say that they do that's push what i back mean against, they do push back against like um the indian left treating islam with like kid gloves basically or being apologists for it right like there is that flavor but they're just like but but Susanna, that's the whole point of the, that we were i was trying to bring at the from the very beginning right that you you guys are not anti like the anti woke is just now far right propaganda. Not that's right -wing. not true though. Right? What do you, what do you mean? Like what, I remember, we were talking about the heterogeneity within people who are anti woke. There's I know, but okay, so, okay, so I'm not sorry, shouldn't generalize like that. The problem with anti woke, so I shouldn't say just okay. The problem with the anti woke is it's being hijacked by a lot of right-leaning but most mostly far right-leaning people right so just like the left the the very good movements from the left was hijacked by some people who were woke right the anti-sgw the main problem right now with anti-sgw that is not 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 only it's being hijacked by right-leaning people it's also being hijacked by a lot of far right people okay so i don't mean to generalize i'm, I'm glad that you're ca catching me every time i generalize and say like jest or like you're here but like that's not true yes you're right okay but it, it is a major part of the anti-work movement right now and it's a huge problem okay so if you wonder if the left have to recognize that they have a problem because they have some bokistani people that they need to call out even if they're fringe you have to i think the anti-work movement has a bigger problem because it doesn't maybe it's not all but it's a huge a huge portion of the anti-woke movement is now just pushing racism pushing anti not anti-islam narratives but anti-muslim bigotry yeah uh pushing using you you know when you're pushing for example for trans rights okay of course there's going to be sometimes ridiculous things happening like how could it not okay but these again these transphobes just jump on those and they make it seem like that's the entire trans right movement, right? Like there's no movement that when, when you push for women's rights, when you push for gay rights, when you push for trans rights, it's not going to be clean. It's not going to be all 100% correct, everything they're pushing for. Yeah. There's going to be fringe things that is going to happening that is going to be ridiculous. How could it not? Okay. Do you think like should we abandon should we have abandoned the women rights movement because some women were just hated men as a whole? Like, of course we're gonna have some women that are like that. Oh, whole with a W. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, I'm I'm gonna cancel Ellie. I'm and can and cancel Ellie. I'm oppressed. I'm oppressed. He's canceling me. I'm canceling. Ellie. Do you see this? 
Maybe you know what? Cancel culture. Maybe it's a good. Maybe it's good. Okay, it's listen, good. guys. Of course, it's the Aryan causing so, violence. Yeah. In, in <laughs> the, the only thing I have to do. Right, okay. I'm immigrant Muslim. The only thing I have to do is go trance. That's it. But I, the only time I will do that is if I'm ever sentenced to a life term in prison, because that way I can, I don't have to go to the bail. But no mind. Okay, guys. In seriousness, people right. are fighting trans protections in California because of that exact I idea. Um, yeah. It's a mess. California. Okay. Um, everyone, uh, thank you for. Thank you good, for. Oh, Josh was saying that this was a bit of a Freudian uh, slip. I mean, slip. <laughs> I mean, let's go. Okay, uh, guys, let's go before Ali uh, kills us all with his dad jokes. Um, thank you so much for being uh, in the live chat because Yay. our patrons. Um, if you want to be in the live chat with us and um, talk to us while we do these live streams uh, become a patron link is in the description if mm -hmm. you're listening to this later or if you just want to support like maybe like you know what i don't want to be in the live chat but i just want to support the show you guys seem to be onto something and i like i like supporting uh, content creators that make some sense okay so uh, link in the description support us on patreon if you are a patron and you're listening to this later consider joining this uh joining us live on uh when we do these um so you could we could read your comments okay um anyways we're gonna have a q a coming soon so that's gonna be public uh, end of the end of the month q a in two uh, days it's gonna be public. yeah in two days Every okay so yes yes, yes. I, I, all right yeah th thank you all very much and again thank the patron you. you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month Yes, say yes. that one dollar a month gets you like five episodes, video, hours and hours of conversation, being able to ask and questions. And the backlog. Yeah, yes. yeah, and the full backlog of everything. So yeah, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes, search for Secular Jihadists on YouTube. All right, bye, bye. The Secular Jihadists have been made possible thanks to the Illuminati and the covert support of Israel and the CIA. That's what we have been told, but we haven't received our checks yet. If you like what we do, please support us. Share the podcast with your friends. Write and tweet us with topic and guest suggestions. Or head over to secularjihadist.com and give a dollar or more for exclusive access to live video. Have your questions read and answered on the air and more. Till next time, may the flying spaghetti monster be with you.